You're listening to a podcast from 702. Let us talk food. We got to indulge in some delicious, delicious food. But before I talk about all the for your guys, the, my only gripe is that I don't have a drink with ice to swivel and just make everybody jealous at the station. But once I tell you what exactly we were eating, you will be jealous. Welcome, uh, Chef Cizohena. I'm so, so excited that you could come through to the show. Thanks, Ree. Thank you so much and happy uh, Friday. Let's, let me just help you there with you. There we go. Perfect. There we go. There we go. Happy, yeah. happy Friday indeed. Yeah. Now, I happened to be invited to ah. come through and enjoy a meal at your spot. And, you know, one of the things that we discuss as a team is we are looking for those small businesses, the ones yes. that are starting out um, and to really not just give them a platform but also to talk about the the very difficult industry that you were in and how it is that you're making it work and the first thing i can say is when i firstly i was like where are we going like driving (laughs) into this because it's not a typical location yeah where a restaurant is and i'm like i'm so confused right yeah so that was the first thing and then you get there and it's this intimate space that is just intimately lit but the food, I can resolve food. So take us back to your journey. What was, what, like, have you always been a chef or you had a whole, you know, three, four lifetimes before getting to this point? So, so I've been a chef for 19 years now. Yes. I know I look hot and younger. <laughs> So, Guys, yeah. we, we will be posting his photo <laughs> online so you can decide for your, let's just say, uh-huh. get dark chocolate smoothness. <laughs> and dark and, and chocolate. Yes. <laughs> so I've been a chef for 19 years. Um, I, um, I was blessed to study at a, at a nice um, a culinary school uh, in, um, they call it then uh, uh, Catford um, in the southeast, where the name of the school was Walthamstone. Um, I got to study uh, French cuisine, and um, then they had the, the British cuisine, which was still very classic. You have uh, your mushy peas and fish and chips. I don't know you, why, but I judge British cuisine so much. It just looks flavorless. I mean, <laughs> everything I ate in the UK was yeah. just like, if I wanted a good meal, I had to go to an Italian restaurant uh-huh. or, Agreed. you know, sure. yes. Yeah. But I find the, I mean, listen, I get it. Yeah. Like the mash, bangers and mash <laughs> and gravy. Yeah. And then what's that pudding? The, the classic Yorkshire pudding. Yorkshire pudding. pudding. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But sometimes I'm like, ah, guys. No, ah. no. No. So, so um, um, the guy who also trained me, uh, the late Gary Rhodes. Um, yes. So he was in charge of, you know, redoing the British cuisine and making it to what it is today. So I learned that and I was there for five years. Uh, I came back home and I'm like, huh, what do I do? Yes. So um, I worked uh, in a few restaurants and um, five years ago, I decided to open a restaurant called Black Bistro. Yes. And uh, and for me, because I, I I lived in London, the the whole pub lifestyle was a big thing 
that you get off uh, the underground or get off your your bus. Fried fish and chips. Fried with, fish with and chips. Mushy peas. And and have your beer. Pub food. <laughs> yes. And have your beer. So I I I wanted to you know open this um, uh, just intimate restaurant. Um, just for the locals. Yes. So I then opened Black Bistro, which is a 50-seater. We're in Bryanston, uh, uh, 453, that's location, location, Bryanston. Uh, you would call it Zone 1. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, but but uh, wait, before we get to all of that, partner, uh-huh. I'm curious about your experiences of working in other restaurants. And I always wonder for chefs if they find themselves stifled uh-huh. by, in terms of creativity, if, if you're working according to a set menu that's the same thing uh-huh. every day versus, let's say, being a private chef or a catering chef, it's, it's going to be a different menu every time. Correct. I, I, I mean, I think, um, so I worked, I had my sous chef was um, uh, a Kiwi guy. So he was from New Zealand. Oh, I love how you like, he's, <laughs> Kiwi, he's a Kiwi. So many South Africans <laughs> don't know what a Kiwi is. <laughs> so, and then, and then, so I was a suffer. And then my um, chef de party, um, he was Jamaican. So we had Caribbean cuisine. Yes. So your jerk chicken, uh, rice and peas. So in the kitchen, obviously, we had these different flavors. Um, and we had an Aussie guy as well. And that we could learn from each other. Yes. So as much as we had a standard menu, we can always modify, change it, make it sassy on the plate, also the flavors. So you, when you go back, I learned French cuisine. So mm. butter, cream, garlic. Which I know in the chef space, fr- like if you're French trained, that's yeah. like top tier. Yeah. You, or you, you, yeah, you, you got to have it. You kitchen. can't say I'm, I'm like Limpopo cuisine trained. No. And then maso <laughs> 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 so, so you, so you got to have that. <laughs> so you got to have that. But, um, you know, the, the most beautiful thing about our cuisine at home is that it is so diverse. And um, that's when I, you know, I got to understand that, you know what, actually the, the trotters can be actually spicy and you can put a bit of chilies and a bit of, you know... Wait, before we get to the food, because that's my favorite part of the conversation. I okay. like to save the best for last. Okay. What made you then, you know, obviously um, being back home, yeah. and I'm sure you missed home food, like yo, yes. when you're abroad, you're yes. like, if only I could have stampa, you know, or, or any of those things. So when you decide, actually, let me open my own spot, it's uh-huh. the most natural progression from where... I am right now. Uh-huh. What was the reason that you decided to do African, you know, home home style food and not what you were classically trained in, which is uh, like sausage and mash. And like <laughs> <laughs> Pork uh, banger and mash. And a bit of gravy. <laughs> also that weird gravy, okarabisto, just mixed with water. And, and onions. And not even just not even cooked they just put it in the microwave <laughs> so uh, to answer your question i think um because I, I i i learned all these different cuisines for me it was um let me do something that's classic and and simple yes and um when it's classic and simple it talks to me it talks to you um you bring it home you know we're breaking bread we 
you know, you're not having something that is, you know, that is different and foreign, but you're having something that you are, are used to eating when growing up. Yes. That's, yeah, that's the love of, you know, going back and doing my own um, cuisine. Yes. Yeah. So in terms of then, you know, you now had decided, okay, I want to do our food. Uh-huh. Um, how did you decide that you want, how, what was your approach to doing it differently? You know, did you take Kagwana and say, let me confie no. <laughs> the Kagwana, <laughs> no. you know, and then be no. like... <laughs> I, I, I think for me it was, um, this is a classic dish. Let's keep it simple. Mm. But at the same time, let's have an option for something that is, you know, out of this world. So let's make it spicy. Let's... Because we also, we, you know, South Africans love their drink. So, you know, when you have your drink, you want something spicy. You don't want something hot, but you want something spicy. I feel like you're trying to say we're alcoholics, but in a very politically correct way. And there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong. You know, um, <laughs> I'm actually going to have a drink after this show. <laughs> You are supposed to bring us a drink so that we know the food must taste. Yes, yes. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's the, the reason why I, I said, you know, let's do it. Let's keep it simple, but at the same time, let's zhuzh it up, mm. you know. Mm, mm. Yeah. So what is the approach with zhuzhing up in terms of, you know, how f- what for you are the, 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 the creative limitations? Because... In one way, there's this this approach where you can say, I really want to honor the ingredient and pay homage to the dish. To the dish. Yeah. And then in the other way, you're like, but with a twist. You know, so uh, what is that boundary that you put for yourself where you're like, guys, we went too far, you know, putting cream in well, the chaguana was, was, was in the hard, hard body, body chicken, yeah. was, was too much. Yeah, I think for me it was... Um because I was raised by my grandmothers. For me, it was like, Gogo would love it this way, yes. but I can't go that far. <laughs> so, it's, it's, I mean, you, you, you kind of, you, you taste, you try out, you mm. know, and you get feedback. Yes. Um, to, to what it is today, you know. Um, so, obviously, we, we, you know, we tried it out. We saw what works, what doesn't work. So, your spot and the location, right? And uh, for the many people that are listening, looking to open businesses, how tricky is that? Um, especially if the spot that you're finding didn't used to be a restaurant, as in like you have to now imagine it with a kitchen, with a bar, uh-huh. with a everything. How, how hard is that location scouting to, to find something? It is, it is extremely difficult. It's, it's difficult, but at the same time, when you have a vision, um, of putting together something that's you know that you love and you're passionate about, it becomes easy, you know. But uh, it's also expensive to do that, you know. It's also expensive. The food industry is not as easy as people think it is. It's actually, you know, um, quite difficult. But where you when you have the passion, it you just, everything just becomes like butter, uh, or I, I would say like kissing new lips, you know. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. No, oh, you don't know that. <laughs> oh, we moved from the food. Oh, jeez. Um, so, so, so it's. <laughs> I'm so, like, wait, are we talking about the lips oh, on oh. Kohol? 
Yangu. Oh. oh, the ox liver. Yes. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, yeah, the passion. The passion just makes it more easier. You know, you, you, you have the rhythm. You get the rhythm and you, you, you just make it happen. Mm. Yeah. Um, 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 in terms of, I almost imagine while you're looking for locations for your space, obviously they are the prime locations where there's uh. a lot of foot traffic and all of those things. But I always think of it like, you know, looking for a house that you have this criteria in your mind, which no house will tick every box. Uh-huh. But when you walk in the space, you know it's the one. Did you have that feeling when you walked in the space? I did. I did. I, um, you know, I had to fix it up. But I, you know, it was, uh, it's quite intimate. You saw it. It's, yes. It's a, it's a 50-seater. But um, I said, you know, this is the one. I got to make it happen. You know? Yes. And uh, yeah, five years later, we are rocking and rolling. Isn't it tricky when, and, and I don't know how the business plans work in terms of financial pro- projections. If you are opting for a 50-seater, and I'm, I'm assuming you at any given moment say, maybe we'll have 50% capacity um, or 75% capacity at every uh, hour uh-huh. at, at your peak time. Yeah. And when you do that, does the exercise not sometimes say your 50 maybe is too small that we should consider making this bigger? Sometimes. Mm. Um, sometimes. It, it, you know, um, it could be small, but at the same time, you're looking at the risks as well. That You don't want to make um, a 120-seat restaurant and then, you know, you've got uh, four people coming in. So yes. you gotta, you know, you got to play safe at the same time. You know, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So now let's get to the menu. Uh-huh. One of my favorite things that I, I had when I was there, uh-huh. which was so simple, was the spinach. Yeah. Like what <laughs> I, don't, I, I was trying to figure out, but it, it's almost like it's prepared with very few onions, uh-huh. butter and garlic. And that's basically that's it. it. That's it. So, so simple and seasoning, obviously. Yeah. So simple, exactly how I love it. Like everyone was laughing at me because there was so much meat, and I'm like, "Are you guys not?" They're like, It was so so good. Yeah. Um. Um. So for ingredients like that, do you do you sometimes feel like it's a cheat that you keep things simple, or it's a nice fine balance considering everything else that's on the menu? It's it's a perfect balance. Um. So two things we have um. A vegetable garden at the back of the restaurant. What? Uh, yeah. So, so what you had was coming from from our garden, and um, you know, going back to the dish. Sometimes you just want to keep it simple. Sometimes you want to, you you just want to make it clean. It just has to be a clean dish, you know. So that's why that spinach was beautiful. Then I have to ask because get African cuisine. I get when we come there, it's African cuisine. But we didn't eat salads, Kolimbobo. So uh, there was a delicious salad <laughs> that I had. All of the ink, all of the dishes that you introduced that are yeah. not typical African. There was a pasta dish, uh-huh. which is what I took home. That was just so uh, good. Um, how did you decide which are the ones you're going to introduce? Was it more of what are the things that South Africans generally love? Uh-huh. Or was it like, okay, maybe something Italian, maybe so- something this? So usually, we, I mean, we, when we have a booking for, you know, 20 people, we put together a menu. But at the same time, looking at the season, we say what works, what doesn't work. That's why you had that uh, rocket and avo salad, 
which is nice and crispy. Uh, it had some uh, basil leaves as, as well on top. So, yeah, I mean, we just, you know, we play around with different dishes. We don't have to have a set menu. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. And what what is the, for you, the experience you hope people have when they come in? Because, you know, for us, we were there for a birthday party yeah. and it was very family style yeah. eating between the starters, which included chicken wings. It included um, some seafood. Was yeah. it mussels? You had uh, the garlic mussels. The yes. Creamy garlic mussels. Creamy garlic mussels. Yeah. Um, Ox liver. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> listen, listen. It's, uh, it's our favorite. <laughs> like so many good things, plus the salad, plus the bruschetta. Yeah. You had a whole lot of... So I love that whole family style. Is uh, that the experience that everybody has when they come there? Or that was just special for that day? It was just special for that day. But, you know, when people come... <laughs> Um, Black Bistro is intimate, it's vibey. So you come in and saying, you know, um, you want to relax and have a good meal and enjoy your wine. You know, that's the, that's the vibe there. Mm. We we try not to, you know, um, do what the other restaurants do, you know, go over the top and, you know, which that's fine for them. But we keep it simple. Yes. So you come in, um, so we call it Black, Black is Home. Mm. So when you, I mean, I'm sure you've, that's how you felt when you got there. It's no, definitely. Home, you know? It was, like I said, it's, um, it, it might not sound like it's the case, but I have social anxiety sometimes, so okay. I do enjoy. <laughs> I mean, contrary to my profession, I genuinely enjoy yeah. intimate spaces yeah. where it's fewer people. The fact that I could yeah. literally call the waitress and she'll hear me in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> Or I could yeah. call you and you yeah. could come through. Yeah. Um, um, you've touched on, on, on obviously the name Black and why you, you chose for that to be the title. Yeah. That Black is home. Yes. Um, but you haven't told us about all these amazing celebrities that frequent your, like, Spoto Sahauke Spoto. No, don't say that. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey? No, they, they, it's, um, <laughs> it's, 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 it's for people that want to be in a, a relaxed environment. Yes. So, um, so a lot of them obviously like you. You have a very busy schedule, but when you are finished, you want to go to a place where you're gonna relax. You know. Yes. Uh, and that's why. And I, I, is there. part of me is like, I'm gonna regret having asked you to come here because now everybody will be there, <laughs> and then it's not nice anymore. Because <laughs> I need a table. <laughs> <laughs> There's one thing that I also love that I did not mention, other than the food. Uh-huh. Whatever you guys did with the gin and tonic, one moment there were raspberries, mint, and something. It was just so so beautiful, and I I love that homely experience. Yeah. Um, in terms of, you know, for all of the, the, the listeners, yeah. do you guys serve lunch as well? Is it yeah. more of an evening thing? Just share with them when, when they can come and where they should go to. So, so we open from Monday to Sunday, uh, breakfast, lunch, dinner. And then on Sundays we'll have, you know. So, for breakfast? No, no, no. Ah. We, breakfast me and you. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I breakfast. No, no, so breakfast. <laughs> no, 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 breakfast. <laughs> For breakfast, but um, and then on Sundays we'll have obviously the the more um, soul and R and B vibes. We've got a nice DJ that plays there, background music, and uh, you yeah. are literally answering Tim Bile's question on on WhatsApp, saying, "Please ask if the bistro plays relaxed music while we dine." Um, yeah. When we were there, there were one or two 
deep house nyana. Yeah. Yo, I was like, yo, guys, <laughs> I'm in my like, but it's not bombarding. It's no. almost loungy yeah. and it's it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, no, no, no. And I mean, we always say to our people, come. Enjoy the food and then Awadla Mjaivo. You can go up the road. <laughs> <laughs> so no Mjaivo uh, no, are, are, are allowed. No, no, no. We we more focused in um and the food and just you know just a relaxed environment. You know. Black Bistro. You can find them on Instagram. That's Black B L A. Q-U-E underscore Bistro. Their website, blackbistro.co.za. They're on 453 Main Road in Bryanston. And the center is called Naturally Yours Health Center. Don't be confused. When you, I was confused, <laughs> you just have to go a little bit to the next level yeah. and you'll find this intimate spot there. You can even just go online and see the delicious meals that are available. Uh, Chef, thank you so, so much thank for you. for coming through and honoring the invite. I We'll be coming for scuff team and then also we need to address the issue of breakfast not having stamper okay we'll do that. <laughs> black continental bistro in bryanston thank you so much chef Cesar henna